Sasswood is a show about Bigfoot. It's recorded for the skeptics, the believers, the knowers, the hopers, and those who just have a casual interest in the subject. For more information, visit our Facebook page. This is Sasswood, a show about Bigfoot. I am one of your hosts, Mark Matsky, and I'm joined once again by my co-host, Andy. Hello there. How are you doing today? I'm doing spectacularly well. How are you? I am doing great, except for the allergies, which right now are not here. So let's just hope I don't start sneezing and sniffling my head off. They affli- I'm always sick on the show. I'm they fine. Af- they I'm afflicted really fine. you overnight. Hi, Mom. Um, yeah. I'm fine. It's just a little bit. Don't worry about it. Um, so, what have we been doing lately? I know something we've been doing. We watched the NBA Awards last night is what we've been doing. Um, congratulations, Russell Westbrook, um, on winning the MVP. I mean, seriously, who deserves it except him? If you have no clue what we're talking about, don't worry about it. We'll move on to the monster stuff. Something else we've been doing, which my dad probably thought I was leading into, is we were we went to Monster Bash over the weekend. Um, we are still sleep-deprived from that a little. Um, had a really great time there. Look for a Monsterland Ohio radio episode on that coming very soon. And we, you will hear all about it. It was a really enjoyable time. And speaking of Monster Bash, that's going to form the backbone of tonight's episode because Stan Gordon was there once again. We met him in 2014 at Monster Bash for the very first time. And we'll talk about that in a second as we set up the recording that we made for tonight's episode. But there's some other things that we need to get to first, and that is, number one, we are within a week of our appearance at the Willoughby Hills Public Library with Seth Breedlove for our Sasswhat Small Town Monsters Jammy Jam. Um, (laughs) Sleepover. Sleepover (laughs) at the library. Um, We need to work that that out with them next year. But it's crazy because it's it's sneaking up on us. For me, anyways, it snuck up on me. It's all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be speaking at the end of next week. So it'll be fun. It'll be a lot of fun, and I think uh, we're trying to get as much of the word out as we possibly can. I know Seth is working on his end to maybe get some local media involved, which would be very interesting. So join us for that. Again, that's July 5th and 6th at 6 p.m. We'll be speaking the first night. The second night will be a screening of Boggy Creek Monster. At the Willoughby Hills Public Library. Willoughby Hills, not Willoughby. Yeah, don't go to Willoughby. Yeah, be bad. Although there's a great brewery and restaurant in, in Willoughby and a yes. great public library, it's not Willoughby Hills. So yes. make sure that you end up where the city meets the country, Willoughby Hills, Ohio. Should um, do Willoughby Hills, we sh- Ohio <laughs> promos. We'll offer we our services Hills. for free to them. I'm sure they would jump at the chance to <laughs> be endorsed. Just what we need promotions. By Sasswood. Oh, hey, promotions. Well, speaking of promotions. Yes, very good, very excellent segue there, my son. We are, for the first time, entering into sort of a cross-promotional experience with our friends at Cryptid Crate. And Andy, would you please enlighten us on what this means? Well, Cryptid Crate 
is a monthly box subscription service designed exclusively for fans of cryptozoology and the paranormal. Each month, subscribers can expect to find a wide array of creepy things ranging from t-shirts, hats, and socks, to autographed books, documentaries, and collectibles. So that is Cryptid Crate. How would I uh, learn more about Cryptid Crate, sir? you could visit www.cryptidcrate.com to sign up for your very own box and be followed and be sure to follow Cryptid Crate on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter for further updates. It sounds awesome. And they might follow you, like I almost said. <laughs> and if you do order a Cryptid Crate, you may find some promotional information inside of it for Sasquatch, a show about Bigfoot. So I want to thank the good folks at Cryptid Crate for partnering with us on this and i look forward to some more of that in the future so cryptidcrate.com sounds pretty cool um we've got we got a number of really interesting and awesome letters over this past week or so um one i haven't even shared this with you this is from sarah at big sky bigfoot conference she sent us some articles that she found about Marion T. Place. Because she has an interest in Marion as well, having been a Montana native. And she's done some research online and through sort of the newspapers.com type stuff and found some stuff I've never seen before. So not tonight, but on another episode, I think we're going to explore those more in depth. We also got a great letter that I'm not going to get into tonight either, and that has to do with a case that took place in the late 70s in Virginia. And this is right up sort of small-town monsters alley because it affected a smallish community in Virginia. There was a lot of attention paid by local media to the things happening there. So we need to explore it a little bit before we completely get into it. But I am really thankful that we received that letter. And uh, let's see, what else? Oh, yeah, okay, I wanted to read this letter, actually. It says, um, hi, you two. It's Stephen from Scotland again. Hope you're both well and that Andy is fully recovered, question mark. I am. It's just the allergies. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Because I won't allow myself to get sick again this year. All right, it continues. I've been busy and have been playing catch up with your shows. I've just listened to the episode. Seniors talk about Bigfoot with Grampy. He's got to be brought back. He was awesome. I'm sorry, but you two have to bring him back at least once a month on the show, even if to keep an eye on you two. The gift of communicating must run in the family. Bring back Grampy might become a campaign. Great shows. Always enjoy you two. Remember... Bring back Grampy. Take care and regards and good wishes to Grampy Gerald. And that's, again, Stephen from Scotland. Okay, so, Stephen, I have to tell you the story about when my dad first read this letter. And it was at Monster Bash. I forget which day. I think it was the first day, Friday. And my dad was like, we got a letter with Sasquatch. And I was like, oh, normally means good things when he brings it up. And Grampy was there. And he's like, oh? And he reads it, and Grampy starts this laughter that I don't think I've ever heard him laugh. Just this happy... I don't want to say I've never heard Grampy laugh happy, but this very unique, like, 
surprised. He turned red, like the shade of red. I don't think I've seen him. He was he was extremely overjoyed, and I he started bring back Grampy, started talking about it. So to the, all the Sasquatch listeners, make sure you hashtag bring back Grampy because I mean it was amazing. But he he was he was overjoyed and blown away by this. We'll try to bring him back as often as possible. I think we can get him back. It's easy. But you're right. He was very... I think he was so shocked and surprised by that letter. It really um, it really made his day. Yeah. And he, he gets blown away by the amount of plays we get, too, which is really, really cool. One other letter and correspondence that I've been having is with Jarrett. Jarrett wrote a really amazing article for The Skeptic magazine about Bigfoot. And so in future episodes, we are going to be kind of unpacking that particular um, article because it deserves a lot of time to really think about some Mm -hmm. of the issues. I know we've been getting a little bit crazy and out there with sort of the, uh, the weird unusual end of the spectrum as far as Bigfoot is concerned with our series of shows. And that's just going to continue tonight. But I do want to sort of leaven that with Jarrett's article and sort of work through the skeptical thoughts that are out there regarding Bigfoot and Bigfoot history, sightings, and sort of the major personalities in the field. Jarrett does an extremely good job of summarizing those in a very fair way. So we're going to be looking at that in the the future. I'm looking forward to doing that because we do the out there stuff and we're normally very positive pro Bigfoot on the show, but we're also skeptical. I'd like to think we're skeptical because everything can't be Bigfoot. And I read some things sometimes that, I mean, you can't trust everything. You can't go, oh yeah, that's a Bigfoot to everything. I mean, on the show, we've been like, that's not really something or that's probably exaggerated so i'm really looking forward to doing that all right so should we set up stan's clip yeah all right well as i mentioned before in 2014 we had the chance to meet stan gordon at monster bash and that was the first time we had ever talked to him now i had been exposed to his writing in sort of a, a gradual way I think the first time that I ever heard the name Stan Gordon or read one of his reports was from the Bigfoot casebook by the boards, Janet and Colin. And then when I got my hands on what has turned out to be an extremely important book in my Bigfoot development, and that is Bigfoot by uh, B. Ann Slate and Alan Berry, there's an entire chapter in there devoted to Stan Gordon's research and focuses on the very famous case of um, the sighting involving a uh, UFO coming down in a field and uh, three people going up to sort of investigate and seeing two Sasquatch-like creatures approaching a basically a hemisphere or a half globe that had evidently had landed on the ground. And so that was my first exposure to Stan Gordon. And of course, reading these books as a youngster, I never, ever expected that, A, I would meet Stan Gordon and have the chance to talk to him, and B, that we'd get to know him to the degree that we have through these informal settings, and then, of course, ultimately, you know, culminating with him working with us on Invasion on Chestnut Ridge. So, 
now when we see Stan, it is far more of a friendly, hey, how you doing? Yeah. Let's catch up with how you know our lives are going and just pulling us back behind his table at the bash and hanging out with him. It's just a, an incredible series of events that's led us to this point. Your thoughts on Stan? My first, I haven't gone into this on the show, and maybe it's because, admittedly, I'm probably more focused than I normally am on Sasswet. But my for, my forced, my first weird Bigfoot, like, um, exposure goes back to some Bigfoot book that I picked up somewhere. I'm sorry, I don't know the name. It's like one of those children's weird mysteries Bigfoot book. And I remember picking it up, or well, looking through it, like looking at one, and it being like this photo, and I think this is like inaccurate now, but like these people, and they're like all looking and pointing, and there's like a Bigfoot, and he's all lit up, and then there's like a UFO right there, and I'm talking about it being in Pennsylvania, and I'm like, I know Pennsylvania, that's only a state away. And it was like, there's a weird side to Bigfoot. And I just remember that picture staying with me. And then throughout the years, all that weird, hearing like the weird angles and, and similar great pictures. I have a book that's a children's book that has a great picture of that classic case. Or, and just like the weird looking Bigfoot in general. And I remember just being like, wow. And then I think it was like this, like meeting Stan, that really jogged my memory about that. And it's been great to meet Stan. And then like hear all this, go to the Chestnut Ridge, really have my mind changed on a lot of this stuff. And it's it's amazing. And I'm just about Stan as a person because you've spent significant, significant time with him. Um, can He's you get into so that nice. a little bit? He's so nice. I mean, it's... It's amazing because, admittedly, I barely remember first meeting him. And, but I do remember, like, that in that year or two, we saw him a lot. And I remember, like, getting to know Stan and him just being so nice, so, so open, um, just emptying a well of knowledge onto you whenever you're around him. You talk to him, and he just goes into it, and all these cases, and it's a good thing. It's not like he's rambling on like a crazy person. It's, he's going into these things, and you're learning all this knowledge, and it's amazing. It's amazing, like, talking about towns on the Chestnut Ridge, and him going, oh yeah, stuff's happened there, there's been stuff that's happened there. I was, I investigated back in the 70s this case, and you're just like, What? Yeah, you can almost see him mentally downloading the case yeah, that he wants like, to talk about, and then boop, boom, boop, boop, boop. here it comes. It's it's he's, fantastic. He's yeah. probably the researcher that I've met that knows the most right away. And I'm not being mean to any other researcher that I've met, but Stan, and the thing with Stan is he's firsthand for the most part. He went out and he researched this. Or his team went out. And it's amazing. It's It blows your mind when you think he was around for all this. And I hope and pray that I could be around for a wave like this. Because it's... And the thing is, that he always says, and it's so cool, and every time there's something new, is stuff's still going on up there. 
she's like, oh, I just got a case last month, two months ago. And no joke, it is right up there with the 70s stuff. I don't know why the attention in the Bigfoot world has gotten off from the Chestnut Ridge. But if maybe more people were looking down there, there might be more answers. I don't know. Yeah. Really. Year after year, there's things happening in that area. It's crazy. And Stan's great. I'm sorry I got away from your question. He's just a no, nice guy. No, you didn't. And it's, it's strangely comforting now to get behind a booth at a convention now. After all the STM we've been around, it's kind of like a nice, relaxing time to come sit behind. So to have him invite us back there, it's really nice. I'm glad you said that because that leads into my next question that I wanted to ask you. Actually, not a question, but just set the stage for people who don't know the context of the clip that we're going to play tonight is Monster Bash. What is Monster Bash and what is Stan Gordon doing at this particular convention? Okay, so Monster Bash is held in Cranberry Town, Cranberry, Cranberry Township, Pennsylvania, and it is a monster movie convention. It is all things monster. I mean, it's mostly monster movies, like the Universal Monster Movies and Hammer films, but also it really does incorporate everything, including Stan Gordon's work. And so what you are about to hear is a the Stan Gordon present a Stan Gordon presentation about the weirder sides of Bigfoot which is something we've gotten to on the show. But he he talks about some things you may have never heard about reported with Bigfoot. And it is a really, really good clip. And it's actually, he told me this. I was talking with him right before his presentation. It was only the second time he had done the presentation. So if you are a fan of Monsterland Ohio Radio and you have heard Stan Gordon speak on there, this is a different presentation. And it is really good, and I hope you will enjoy it. To introduce the man that uh, studies all things weird, that's why he's here at Monster Bash. Now, one of the, the most renowned uh, studiers of UFOs, Bigfoots, and other strange animals, it's Stan Gordon. Some of my friends would come to me 
and tell me how we used to go parking with our girlfriends out of Livermore Cemetery between uh, out around Blairsville, uh, Gary, which was that lot of history, big exciting. But they would tell me that they would see gorillas coming up out of the woods and throwing rocks at their cars. That was long before we could hear any much about Bigfoot sightings around the area. So that was something you're always interested in. One of the first uh, Bigfoot accounts that I investigated was down around uh, West Newton and Lower, down in Westmore County. Back in the late 60s, they had what they called the Lower Monster. People reporting the 78-foot-tall, hairy man-like creature with kind of grayish or dirty white hair that was seen in the area, and they were finding large footprints down that general area. So that was one of the first cases I investigated. Give me a little bit of how I really got people involved in this. Uh, 1969, I decided to set up a hotline for the public to report UFO sightings. And back in those days, there was a lot more ridicule, and of course, no internet, no cell phones, so it was a lot different time period. But I began to, began to make contact with local police and the news media for what I was doing. Within weeks, the phone in my house was ringing off the hook day and night. People were calling in, not just about UFOs, but anything unusual from haunted houses and flying saucers and Bigfoot and weird creatures. It was amazing. It became very apparent that I could not handle this on my own. So I decided to set up a volunteer group of hopefully research people to investigate the report. So that's what I did. 1970, I founded the first of three groups. That was the Westmore County UFO Study Group. What was interesting was that it was kind of a specialized group, so most people involved had some kind of specialized background. I had scientists and engineers and technicians. I had uh, research people from Westinghouse and Alcoa and uh, golf research involved in the group. I had uh, police officers. I had former military intelligence people. A lot of people with special training. We all did this around our regular jobs. With my electronics background, we set up an elaborate radio communication center in my home, and I set up a two-way radio dispatch system so we could have investigators being dispatched quickly out to the sightings. And we're lucky that we did, because we had no idea what was going to take place in 1970. And uh, we'll get into that in a little bit. But um, there have been so many Bigfoot sightings in Pennsylvania. I've interviewed hundreds of witnesses recently, the last couple of weeks, who have reported seeing Bigfoot in Pennsylvania. Many, many reports, year after year, the reports come in. It's not like you see on TV with somebody shows and they see a shadow in the dark running in the distance and they don't know what they're seeing. Many of these are very, very close range, many daylight sightings, many within five to ten feet of witnesses that are getting a really good idea of what they're seeing. Just to go back a little bit, as I said, 1973 comes around, we have the largest outbreak of Bigfoot sightings in history. It all began in the summer of 73 when I got a phone call from a relative, a person who lived in a rural area out behind the old Green Gate Mall off of Route 30 in Greensburg. This person said, you need to go out and talk to this person, and I did. Uh, the event happened July 31st of 73. I went out and a week later, when this guy got out of the hospital, August the 7th, went out, went out and interviewed him. He was still pretty shook out. Found out that that night was a warm night. He was in the bathroom shaving like they normally did early because they got up early for work. And he began to smell this rotten odor. He said, like a rotten cucumber. He turned around, happened to look at the window, and there's these two huge glowing red eyes staring at it, but the window's eight feet off the ground. And the dogs behind the house didn't make any noise, so I always thought, well, that's unusual. They barked at everybody. So the guy ran the other room and called his relatives, and they came out and they smelled the odor, but whatever was in the window was gone. When I interviewed him a week later, he was still very shook up, and I found out that several weeks before, 
Some of the local boys had taken a shortcut over to the mall. They heard this commotion in the woods. They thought it was a deer. They get through a rock in to scare the deer out. Instead, this huge seven, eight foot tall, hairy man like creature with long arms crossed the road and went up behind the house. So I was able to interview some of those boys and I got permission to go up and look around on the property. And I was about ready to end the search when I happened to look down. It was a partial track and the weirdest looking footprint I'd ever seen. And this is what I found. It was 13 inches long and 8 inches wide and 3 toed. So I got on the radio, called one of my associates to come out, and we took photographs and measurements and made a cast. While we were there, we get a radio call that one of our members in Beaver County, actually not far off from here, that morning was investigating a case of something nine feet tall was looking at the structure, and police found large footprints in that general area. That was the beginning of this huge wave of Bigfoot reports that went on and on. But there were so many reports going on during that time. Now, up there in Luxor, Pennsylvania, August 26th that afternoon, a family was out in this rural area to do some target shooting. They were deep in the woods at a 22, and the father told the daughter and the wife, just be careful, there's snakes around here. And he said they weren't out there very long when he screamed, and they turned around to look because this very large, hairy, muscular arm was reaching out from the brush, and this huge, seven, eight foot tall, hairy creature stepped out of the woods and starts chasing after the daughter and the wife for a short distance. It went down on all fours and began to chase them, then ran off into the woods. They got a very good look at this thing. Uh, they said the face was uh, almost wolf-like. It had large, glowing orange eyes, fang-like teeth, and um, they were pretty shook up over the incident. If people want to get in touch with us at Sasswat, how would one go about doing that thing? Well, you could send us a email, like Stephen did, at moradio. Oh. Dang it. Ha! You could do that. I just tell us it's to Sasswat. At sasswatmail at gmail.com. I have no clue why I did MO radios. Wow. And um, <laughs> sasswatmail at gmail.com. You can also look us up on our Facebook page. And we also have a Twitter account at Sasswat Show. This is all true. So. MORadio.look.com. Hit us Just up. Tell us for, it's Hit for us up. We want to hear from you. We love hearing from our listeners. More and more stuff is coming in all the time. That is just absolutely fascinating. So thank you so much for that. Uh, just once again, I will say we're one week away from our Willoughby Hills Library presentation. Come out and see us. Um, Seth will definitely have Small Town Monsters stuff on hand. We will also have copies of the Cryptid Culture magazine that has the Sasswood article available for your purchase there. And um, who knows, maybe other surprises as well. Maybe we'll just autograph stuff and sell it. We will <laughs> autograph old shirts of mine that don't fit. Not like nerdy shirts, just like old normal shirts, like old Lake County Captain shirts or something. Yeah, yeah. or probably not. But <laughs> Maybe. But you never know. It's going to be fun, though. Come see me in the hallway after. No, just yeah. <laughs> Make sure my dad doesn't see all right, so thank you so much for listening. Sass What is produced by Small Town Monsters, and we will see you soon. <laughs>